Jason Pine is with us, host of Weekend Sport. Hi, Jace. Hello, Heather. Okay, Novak Djokovic has been knocked out, yeah? What a game. Epic. Epic quarterfinal. Worthy of a final. Djokovic against Nadal over four hours, ended about one in the morning local time, uh, and that was only four sets. It looked as uh, it would go to a fifth set, and they'd probably still be going. Um, Rafa Nadal down 5-3 in the fourth, got back to a tiebreaker. These two just going at one another. Uh, incredible game. But Rafa Nadal is, as we know, the king of clay. He's won 13 of his 21 grand slams on that surface in, in Paris. He's played 113 times at Roland Garros and won 110 of them. It's an incredible record he's got. And he turns 36 on Friday, which gives hope to all of us. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how he's going to recover from that. But well, he's Pony, into the semifinals. Are you talking about when you hit your 36th birthday? That's right, yes. Forward to when, that, you and you? I, when you and I reach that, that milestone, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll still have a lot of good years ahead of us on the tennis court yeah, by the sounds of it. Jeez, oh, Lord. Um, tell me how you thought Djokovic was playing, because obviously I, I think we're all a little bit more fascinated in him at the moment on account of all of the stuff that's gone on with the vaccine. Has any of that got into his head, or is he just a smooth operator? Oh, he looks pretty calm to me. Yeah, I didn't, didn't see anything in him that was weighing him down at all. He just came up against an incredible player on, um, you know, on clay, really. I think most people probably wanted Nadal to win. You know, I think there's still a bit of a hangover from, from uh, you know, those who don't agree with Novak Djokovic's anti-vax starts. And, of course, he didn't go to the Aussie Open earlier this year or wasn't allowed to. Um, that allowed Rafa Nadal to go past him to 21 grand slams. So, yeah, Djokovic is desperate to get back, um, you know, to the top of that tree, at least on equal footing with Nadal. But if Nadal wins in Paris, that's 22 grand slams. Djokovic will be on 20. Uh, Federer mm. is on 20. So, yeah, there's um, there's a bit more to be written in this rivalry, that's for sure. Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, listen, this blowout for Christchurch Stadium, which uh, this is getting completely out of hand, but do you think, even though it's coming in at such a hefty price tag, push on with it? Have to. Just build the thing. Mm. Have to, because... The longer they wait, the more it'll cost and the longer it'll take. And this is, Heather, this is absolutely gutting for the people of Christchurch. You know, our second largest city doesn't feel whole without a stadium. This should have been built years ago. Orange Theory is nowhere near fit for purpose. Um, you know, in 2016, it was decided that $250 million was too much to restore Lancaster Park. Now the latest cost estimate is $673 million, and that is at best... That is the lowest it will be. And at best yeah. now, the new stadium's going to be ready in April 2026. That is 15 years after the earthquakes. It's a shambles, and it is such a shame for the people of Christchurch and, in fact, for the, for the people in the Christchurch City Council who have worked so hard to get the best information in front of their elected members, only for them to dilly-dally around and then be hit with things like the Ukraine war and construction costs post-COVID, etc. And all of that work goes to nothing. Just got to build the thing now. I couldn't agree with you more. Piney, have you thought about this? There'll be an entire generation of kids, if not a couple. I mean, I don't know how big a generation is in terms of years, but there's an entire generation of kids who have never been to watch a game in a decent stadium in Christchurch in their hometown. And a, a generation of Crusaders who have never played in one, Heather. Sam Whitelock is the, he's the only guy in that Crusaders squad currently who has played in a decent home stadium. I mean, that's incredible. Guys like, you know, Will Jordan and, and Sevo Reese and Scott Barrett and Richie Moonga have never played in a decent home stadium. And, and as you say, a, a, an entire generation of, of rugby fans who have never sat anywhere other than what's best described as a, as a Meccano set at Orange Theory. So it, for the Crusaders to have been as successful 
as they have been, in spite of all of that, is a credit to that organisation. And if anybody deserves a decent place to play, it's them. Yeah, on your piney. Thank you so much. Jason Pine, host of Weekend Sport. You can catch him midday to three o'clock weekends here on Newstalk ZB.